Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I am your host, as always, Matt Hinshaw. With me, my good buddy on the other side of the world, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everyone. So, Mike, you're a bunch of boys making models out of balsa wood. You don't have anything under control. That is a nice little quote from the movie we're talking about today. And, Mike, I know this film is probably near and dear to your heart, much as it is mine. What film are we talking about? Uh, Well, today uh, we're talking about The First Man. And uh, this movie is directed by Damien Chesel and uh, written by Josh Singer. It's starring Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, Jason Clark, Kyle Chandler, Pablo Schreiber. And it's about uh, a look into the life of the astronaut Neil Armstrong and his legendary space mission that led him to become the first man to walk on the moon on July 20th, 1969. So Mike, what are your first impressions of first man? It was super intense and, uh, I really, I really liked it. Um, I'm not 100% sure if some of the family dynamics that are represented in this movie are are 100%. But all the stuff with the pilot, like kind of uh, Neil Armstrong being like a test pilot and and then his uh, career as an astronaut are just awesome. Like that stuff just seemed to me just, it was amazing. And it, it just showed how hard of a job that being an astronaut really is. And I love that. I loved it because I felt like I was in the pilot seat and that was great. Nice. Nice. Well, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was very well done. I liked the acting quite a bit. Um, The cast was incredible to say the least. There's a lot of well-known faces in it, such as uh, Kyle Chandler, uh, you know, Pablo Schreiber, Ryan Gosling, obviously, Claire Foy. Just even the secondary characters, but in real life, they're not secondary. They are full-on astronauts in this film. They're secondary characters. Are played by some very recognizable faces, and I enjoyed that. I thought that was good. I thought it brought the whole film up a level. Um, I thought the cinematography was fantastic, including the shots that are here on Earth. I thought it was done very well. I throw in a lot of questions throughout a lot of the family dynamics as well. I do know that um, Neil Armstrong's two sons did consult a lot on this film, but this movie was mostly based on the autobiography. Well, not autobiography, just biography of Neil Armstrong by the same name which his sons also contributed a lot, but Neil was still alive back then and actually contributed a lot to that, obviously. But I don't know. I just, they went on and on and on about the family stuff a lot, which is nice. It's interesting. It's a side you don't see a whole lot. I personally wanted to see a little bit more of 
the stuff going on in NASA and the space missions and, uh, you know, things like that. Um, I learned some things from it. Uh, I loved how they opened the film. They opened it totally not how I thought they would have. And it's a little project, unless you're a big aviation fan, you probably don't know much about was the uh, X-15 project, which spun out of the uh, X-2 project, I believe. It was either the X-2 or X-1, I don't remember, where they dropped a plane from a... Back in the day, the X-2 was a B... Not a B-52, it was a B-29. And they dropped it, a rocket airplane from a B-29, basically trying to break the sound barrier multiple times over, and they did. But uh, the X-15 spun out of that, and the idea of the X-15 was to get into the upper atmosphere, if not completely into space, if they could control it. And they had almost, I think they had somewhere around 200 successful missions with the X-15. And Neil Armstrong was one of those pilots, along with, I think, 10 or 12 other well-known pilots. Yeah, no, that that seemed so crazy because it... it gave you a clue of how kind of pioneering and cr- a little bit crazy the pilots have to be to to do it. And well, I loved if it. The X, if you look at the X fifteen, it is basically a freaking missile. You're stuck inside a missile hanging out on the wing of a B fifty two. You are completely at the mercy of this other pilot until he lets you loose. And then you're at the mercy of a missile. I mean, those things don't fly. Like, they look like airplanes, but they don't really fly. They go up and they come down. They don't really glide. They don't really, you know, they're insane. Well, well, I mean, essentially a rocket is a missile that doesn't have a warhead. Yeah, it's the same thing. It, well, and it that's, I think, one of the reasons why, you know, Neil Armstrong was so interested in going to space, along with getting up almost into space with the X-15. But he knew a lot more behind it other than just being a pilot. No, he, and also, he had a large engineering you, background. That was awesome. Did you also notice that he was like the only civilian out of like the entire Apollo program? Like everyone else was military. Yeah. In one way, shape or another. He, he was a civilian, but he did have a military background. He was he was he did fly in the Korean War. Um, they, yeah, they, didn't, but, they didn't talk about that in the movie, but he only did that for a little while. Like there was something that was kind of like the GI bill, but I don't, it was, it's something different. I don't know. I read about it, but yeah, but he wasn't currently in the service like everyone else was true. True. Yes. Yes. Which, which was a huge, is a whole scarier dynamic for his family. Why would that be scarier? If something if something happened and he's not military, the benefits aren't quite the same as if someone that's active in duty and dies on duty. It's different. Oh, oh, okay, all right, big I, time different. Yeah, and well, they didn't really. I mean, they they highlighted that he was a civilian in in the movie, but it didn't explain. I guess some of those dynamics and i guess it wouldn't right it's not going to do that yeah and they did cut some really important parts out of this movie that they did film too oh yeah well what did they cut out 
when he was in Houston, I think it was around 64, 65, his house burned to the ground with everybody in it. What? Yeah, you didn't know about this? No. Yeah, he woke up to the smoke alarm or fire alarm going off or maybe just a smell or something. And his house was fully engulfed in flames and he's rushing to get everyone out of the house. And one of the biggest quotes he kind of has is um, he got his wife and his first son out and then he went back to go get his other son, uh, Rick. And he said that is the longest journey he's ever made in his entire life was going down that hallway. And this is a guy that went to the moon because he was rushing down this hallway trying to get his son out of his homes that's burning to the ground. Wow. And I don't remember which astronaut was his neighbor, but one of the astronauts that I don't think he went to the moon with, but one of the astronauts in the program was his neighbor and actually came over and was trying to help get everybody out and and they shot that. You can actually find uh, stills of it on the internet, but they didn't include it in the movie. And I was kind of surprised because that probably was not cheap to shoot. Wow. Yeah. No, probably not at all. But that had a very, very huge impact on Neil Armstrong and the, you know, the rest of his life and going into the space program and things. Not clearly as much as, as you've seen in the previews, his daughter, but... Yeah, no, it was, I really like this movie. I thought Ryan Gosling, I mean. No, he, he was the perfect pick. He was. You couldn't have had a better actor. He was really, really good. Because a lot of this movie is uh, acting without saying anything. Well, and that's kind of what Ryan Gosling's known for. Look at the roles that he's done. Like, look at uh, his role in Driver. Oh, yeah. You know, that's kind of what he's known as, is being the, you know, uh, introverted, subdued actor. He's not the big flamboyant actor, and that was perfect for Neil Armstrong. Yeah. No, he was awesome. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like this movie. Um, it's it's kind of interesting how the movie, like, uh, this, this scene's, well, I don't uh, are we are when are we gonna are we gonna give away anything? Well, I don't know, man, because uh, it's a biographical docudrama is how I like to explain it. I mean, it's it's a docudrama. This is all stuff that's truly happened that really happened that you can go and find out anywhere. It's not a surprise. It's not, you know. I so I don't know, Mike. Wh- what do you want to do? I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the cinematography well, that's outside let's roll, of... Let's roll into it. Let's roll into it. We'll just start out. We'll just say, you know, we're. I guess we'll spoil it. I mean, the house burning down and stuff was kind of spoiling it, but it's not even in the movie. So uh, if you don't want it to be spoiled, just go ahead and fast forward. But you probably know the story of Neil Armstrong and going to the moon. Uh, spoiler alert, he makes it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh uh, well, yeah, that, I don't think that's the big spoiler. What, what I was yeah, just, I know. What I, I was know, gonna highlight go ahead, was go ahead. We're gonna roll into it. Go for it. Yeah. What I was gonna highlight was um, the scenes on the moon and landing on the moon. I thought were amazing. Yeah, they were intense. I they were really good. I thought that was really, really well done. Even some of the parts where they just got into space. The the only problem that I had, and this is 
this is probably going to be an issue with a lot of theaters. I was getting sound bleeding from other movies going on because it's absolutely silent. Oh, yeah, dude. I didn't have that problem. Yours was one of the benefits. Yeah, it was silent. There was no. Oh, man. That's one of the benefits of going to the. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of going to the movie at 10 o'clock at night in Prescott, Arizona, because not a whole lot of people are going to go, especially on opening night. It was in the big theater, too, which is, I think, a little bit more sound isolated than the rest. So even if we would have gotten sound from another theater, it would have only been one side. Yeah. So well, it was pretty awesome. Well, I think I was hearing Venom or something, like some loud movie. And it was a little dip- disappointing for me. But, it, I, I mean, I understand that there's not a lot to do. Like, uh, on a somewhat side note, I just watched a movie today in the theater, the particular theater I went to. I didn't, I don't normally go to it. And um, it happens to be in the flight path of... Uh, uh, the, the the city that I live in. And so I heard jets. Yeah, Intercourse, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. I heard jets over and over in the movie theater. And I was like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Yeah. But um, it's a bad, bad spot for a movie theater. That's what I was thinking. But uh, did you go? Did you go to the uh, airport uh, strip club and bar afterwards, though? No, no, you know, it was a little too early in the day. You know, you don't ever well, want to you, get the day shift. You know how the day shift is. Like, that's yes. like the C crew. Yeah, but, dude, you can always go there. Well, but it's a Saturday, so it's probably more like the B squad. But think about it. If you go during the day, say you go after the movie, it's like around lunchtime. You can always get the all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> I mean, that's always good. Yeah. You know, you haven't lived until you've dared yourself to try a cocktail shrimp off of an all-you-can-eat buffet at a strip joint. Right. Yeah. Well, I I, I, uh, I miss... It's right up there next to, like, skydiving and bungee jumping. Yeah. It really is. I, I missed that opportunity today, but, you know, there's always more days, so I will look forward to trying that. Um. I figured you would have had that all planned out by now, Michael. I'm disappointed. <laughs> but this, this, um, but I, 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 I really liked, uh, the, the moon sequence in this movie. I just really liked it. Um, I like the way that it was shot. I, 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 I liked the way that this movie was shot quite a bit. Um, it was cool. Um, yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. But, you know, I, ha- I have some issues here and there, but uh, nothing nothing too glaring. Like uh, I alluded to it earlier, how some I wanted to see some more NASA missions and I wanted to see more uh, things that went on because they have Apollo 1 where the guys all die during testing. Yeah. And then yeah. it goes straight into Apollo 11 from there. There were quite a few missions between the guys dying and Eleven. They touched on it a little bit, but they didn't hit on it a whole lot. And I would have liked to have seen some more of that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There is. I would have liked to seen some more since since both of us are kind of space guys. Like we enjoy space things. We we've seen. We've gone to space museums. We we want to see space stuff and. We're excited about the new kind of 
uh, I mean, space race that seems to be going on with with SpaceX and, and this new company called Blue Origin. But yeah, that's fun. That's fun to watch. But uh, you know, it's yeah, it doesn't do some of the like because it starts out and you think you're going to see a lot of stuff with space. Like uh, when he first gets into NASA, they kind of show you him going through um, the test with um, was like three axes of motion. And oh, yeah, the uh, vomit. It's almost the vomit comic comet kind of tests yeah yeah yeah. and and that actually plays into the movie later on which is i think why they show it to you but i would have liked to see more of that training and and all the different i mean because i think a lot of the family dynamic that they represent in this movie didn't quite tell you that it's like hey um you know neil's gone like Day in and day out, like, all the time, because he's training for all kinds of things. They don't really highlight that too much. But I imagine they they didn't come home much. Or they, they were they were home for a few hours, and then they're back out training. Like, I don't... I don't yeah, I, they were home enough to sleep, and that was probably about I don't it think for they, a lot of it. I don't think they saw their kids much, because they were... They were they were coming home after the kids are in bed, and then they would leave before the kids woke up. Like, I I feel like just because there were so much things that had to be done and so many things that had to be taught, they just were gone all the time. And it didn't really highlight that in the movie, but I feel like that happened because we were. Well, of course, it did. But you see Neil and the other astronauts interacting with their kids more often than not in this film. You do. You know, they're all together at this and they're all together at that. Sure, some of those things that they're at are funerals, which is depressing as hell, but it's part of the job. Yeah. And well, and I think the times that we they were showing us them hanging out was their like one day that they've had in this four weeks or, or, you know, like. I think there's a couple times where they got some, like, R&R time, and so they go hang out a little bit. But, like, I don't think they had a lot of time to do stuff like that. I, I feel like because we were such a, a, a in the race with the Russians, every time the Russians were beating us, they show that a little bit in the movie. Yeah, a tiny bit. They, they touch on, you know, Sputnik, and then the big one was where they were uh, showing the first man in space and they're like, Oh shit. Because they were literally like on the verge of sending our first astronaut up to go into space. Uh, not space. It was a space walk. I believe. Was it uh, space or was it no, space walk? Well, no, the, the big thing, um, we were about to do, uh, the docking. We were trying to do, um, like the well, there's that, but this thing, was this but... was before that. This was before that. They showed it on everybody. Like started looking at the TV and getting all pissed off and swearing and shit. But when they went and did the docking, they told they came back and they were like, "Tell the Russians to shove that up their ass," kind of thing, because they got the docking done before the Russians. Okay, well then there there was in one, the movie yeah, in yeah, the movie, yeah. but there was something there was and I don't know some event. It, some, it, that's what it was. It was the EVA. It was the EVA. It was the first time someone got out and did a spacewalk. Uh, I believe. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yes, and they yes. literally were going to launch like the next day or like the next week or something, and they see it 
at like a party or something or a, a barbecue or they're all swimming or something. They're they're a bunch of them are together with their kids and stuff, and they flip on the news, and here comes these news headlines about how the Russians just did it, and they're that immediately like ruined the whole mood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe uh, Edward Higgins was the astronaut who was about to do that, and he was like, "What the hell?" He was really pissed. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it just. It just seemed like no matter how hard they worked, how fast they tried to get things done, the Russians were kicking our ass. Yeah. Yep. Which, that would have been nice to see more. Seeing a little bit more in there. But, again, you know, they were more focusing on Neil Armstrong than anything else. Like, I would have liked to have seen more about... I already talked about uh, the Apollo missions. We saw a little bit of the Gemini missions which was mostly just Neil Armstrong's missions, but there was a slew of Gemini missions. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And there had to be. One thing that they didn't talk about at all that I wish they really should have at least had a mention in was the Mercury missions, because the Gemini missions would not have even happened or even been in started. They wouldn't even talk to Neil Armstrong about him coming on it as an astronaut if the Mercury missions weren't successful. Yeah, they they didn't talk about that. They they glanced. I mean, they just glanced over some things. Like um, in it the, is Hollywood, and they are trying to tell us this giant, huge, massive story they, in two and a half hours. Yeah, and they, um, you know, in in the movie, it it, it didn't really highlight it, but it, it mentioned it, it and it's just kind of like that. This movie is laser focused on Neil Armstrong. But, yeah, and that's what it is, you know. But, uh, you know, like, the Vietnam War, like, it it didn't really highlight the parallel that, like, space was kind of this awesome thing that was, like, a positive thing that we were doing. But it did show that there was also protests against the space stuff, which I thought was cool, because um, I'm sure that happened as well. Um, oh, because, I'm sure there was probably more than what they actually showed us. Because, well, yeah, but 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 it 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 was like when it actually happened, you know, like when we got to the moon and stuff. It, it I don't know if it if it emphasized how big and how crazy that was. I think it tried to, but I don't know if it it kind of said that like this is the most watched broadcast ever that. Basically, everyone in the world was like in awe, and um, but I, yeah, it was something like four hundred million people. Yeah, no, it was like everyone who could watch it pretty much did. Yeah, um, which is amazing. Um, and then it it, it even a little bit talked about Neil ha- having to think about what he was going to say. Before he said it, if he if they made it to the moon, and uh, that was incredible. But uh, you know, a, a part in the movie which is actually really tense, and I'm not sure if it happened or not, was when he had to talk to his kids about before he left to go to the moon that he might not. I can answer that right now. Okay, yeah, that that happened. His like I was saying, his sons consulted on the movie and they spent a year or was it two years or something working with the director 
And I think slash writer, because I don't think the director writer was the same person. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, Joss Singer, right. And I know he spent the two brothers worked with the director and the writer, I think on the phone or whatever. I don't know. Specifically on that part, along with most of the movie, but specifically on that part, like they kept trying to remember what they said, how they said it, how their father reacted, what their father said, how they're like, um, for instance, one that they did point out that uh, the director might have taken a liberty with, but they don't remember both of the brothers was at the end where the one brother walked up and hugged his dad and the other one walks up and shakes his hand. Yeah. And they both go, that could have happened, but we don't remember. I think we both hug. It could have been a hug. It could have been a handshake, but they're not sure. And they admit that, that the director kind of took a liberty with that, saying it was for sure a handshake. And they're like, we don't know. We just know we had some kind of physical interaction before we went to bed. Okay. But that really did, that conversation with his wife and the two boys sitting around the table and him being honest, saying, you know, there is basically from what they were saying in one of their interviews is that um, their dad basically sat there and told them that there is a chance of him not coming back. He didn't blatantly say, I'm not going to come back. He said that there's a chance. He didn't say it was a slim one. He didn't say it was a big one. He just said, there's a chance you might not ever see me again kind of thing. Okay. And it was very serious and, you know, I don't know if his wife was the one that made him do it or not. They didn't touch on that. Again, it's mostly the sons that consulted on the film. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, I mean, this movie is pretty much just intense the whole entire way. There's, there's, I guess that's something that i we should warn you about is this movie is not even when there's like big uh like victories or or like celebratory areas it's not really that celebrate like there's it, it's just so intense like even the end after they get they get back from the moon and Neil's in quarantine and and he gets to see his wife. It's it's like bittersweet. Well, yeah, because all she wants to do is touch her husband and say congratulations or thank you or good job or I'm glad you're home or whatever. And she can't. The most she can do is do a the old school jail palm on the glass. Yeah, yeah. That was a great way to end it. It was a very good way to end it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's somewhat, it's, it's tense. Yeah, it's, the whole thing, because you can tell she's kind of pissed, but she's also kind of excited. You can tell he's excited, but he's not going to express it because it's who he is. And yeah, now it was, it was great. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I just enjoyed the pilot stuff, like, um, just seeing the stuff that they went through, like, well, uh, that's awesome, and it's it just so, like, and he had to make calls, and, you know, like, throughout most of the movie, he kind of is, like, questioned about why he did the things he did, but it's like, hey, I'm alive here to tell you that I did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the the training on the uh, the the lunar lander training vehicle that they had. Yeah, that blew up. You know, he ejected and it blew up when it hit the ground. Yeah, that really happened. Oh yeah, no, I know it did. And if he like uh, analysts afterwards, after analyzing the video, because they videotaped it and everything, uh, analysts afterwards. Even to this day, analysts today have looked at that video and said, if he would have not, if he would have waited even a half a second longer, he would have died. Like he literally hit it, the eject at the perfect moment. If he would have waited, he would have been dead. Because the chute wouldn't have opened right and it wouldn't have, that exact altitude, that exact time, that exact speed, everything allowed him to get away and the shoot to open properly and go away, away from the site, so he didn't get injured. Because that was one thing. That was one that they did say is uh, Hollywood versus reality. Um, when that happened, he wasn't injured at all. He didn't have any of that stuff on his face. He didn't have any bruising. He didn't have any cuts. Nothing. He ejected fine. Oh, so he ejected and he was completely just. Yeah, he was fine. He might have had a, like a sprained knee or something from hitting the ground from the parachute, but he didn't hit his face. He didn't get burned up. Nothing. All right. So that was a little bit of Hollywood liberties. But the yeah, the the I knew that 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 had happened, that he was flying it and it had broken. And like I knew the, the fire had happened in Apollo one. So I was glad that they showed all that stuff because well, uh, and that's one that I didn't realize because I remember the a fire happening and astronauts dying. But I swore I didn't think it was the Apollo missions. And that just impacted me even more, knowing that it was literally like the Apollo missions. I thought it was either Gemini or Mercury when it happened. I didn't realize like they literally committed to using the Apollo spacecraft and the Apollo missions. And they're not even – they're basically doing a dress rehearsal and they die. Yeah, I for, – for, I, I, I'm with you as well. I didn't remember exactly which – yeah, I thought it was Gemini as well, and then I was like, "Did they skip that? How could they skip that?" And then when, right, right, and, 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 right. and then I was I, watching I did the, movie, the same thing. And then when I was watching the movie, the the Apollo one mission, and then I was like, "Oh, it's right here." Uh, right, I did the exact same thing when I'm sitting there in the theaters. I'm like, "Man, aren't they going to make any mention about the three astronauts that died because they couldn't get the hatch open?" What the hell is wrong? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Now it makes a little bit more sense. I, I, you know, I can't remember everything, but interesting tidbit though about Apollo 1. Um, You know, they still have that whole capsule at the, I think it's either at an Air Force base or at the Smithsonian or something. But they still have the full capsule and it's never been on display ever. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, that makes sense. Uh, they wanted to study it, but I mean, right. I don't even but they see still, why they would destroy it, though. Like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe they just... They're still holding on to it for significant historical purposes. Yeah. But interestingly, and I, you know, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the first time they've ever put anything from the capsule on display was uh 2017 they took the hatch and they put it on display at kennedy space center oh wow 
And I don't know if it's still on display, but it's still, and it was in a celebration, I guess not celebration, because it's not really a celebration, but it, the significance, it was the uh, 50th anniversary of the fire. Oh, okay. And so that was 67 when the fire happened, so 2017. Wow. So that, but they put the hatch on display and they open it up and it's in a display case and all kinds of stuff. And it shows you the three or four different levels of the hatch. And, but that's the first time anything from Apollo one has been on display. Wow. You know, from the physical, yeah, uh, uh, capsule, I guess you would say, wow. the flight vehicle. Yeah. I'm sure there's other things, you know, everywhere, but this is like, Something, you know, actually from it. So, anyways. All right, so not to end on a downer, I guess, but uh, I'm going to roll into our next segment there, Michael, because uh, that's, uh, that's a tough one to talk about, man, when they all died. And, you know, it's purposeful, but it's still, you know. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you are doing something new, especially when it comes to feel and space and flight and even cars it's just it's dangerous and you got to go in there knowing those dangers so anyways all right mike so let's uh let's do it let's keep this rolling how does the first man relate to the marvel cinematic universe Right, so uh, uh, actor Corey Stahl uh, was uh, in this as uh, Buzz Aldrin, and he w- is also in Ant Man as uh, Darren Cross slash uh, Yellow Jacket. Nice. See, so our streak continues, Michael, or your streak continues. Yes, it does. Uh, I mean, uh, I I really think that that. As Marvel keeps multiplying movies, uh, my job will get easier, and uh, there really is only a finite amount of actors and and you know makeup artists and cinematographers that end up making most of the movies that we watch. So that's why they should probably contact me and let me join one of these nice, wonderful productions so that I can make a good living and be famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I don't even need to be an actor. I'll be a grip or something. Oh, yeah, that's uh, the sound guys, right? Uh, I think grips are lighting guys. Oh, you're right. right. Yeah, 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 no, you're right. Lighting guys. Yeah. Anyways, I'll be a slave. It's fine. (laughs) As long as I get a good paycheck. Oh, all right. Cool. That's all that matters, right, Mike? Paychecks are what matter in life. Uh, no, no, you shouldn't. Oh, I don't know. That's what I've learned. You you should like your job, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I know the truth, Michael. It took me 37 years, but I know the truth now. I know the truth now. All right. So, Mike, is there anything else you want to add about First Man? Because we've already spoiled it, but again, it's... It's history. How do you spoil history? Right. The, the only thing I would warn you about this movie that that's outside of our, our ratings is is a little bit sad. Uh, maybe more than a little bit. It's kind of a sad movie. 
Um, uh, it's depressing, that's for sure. It especially depends on how you take the family dynamic and how everybody interacts. Uh, it's definitely sad on the multiple deaths that are in the film, but they are legitimate. They happen. They impact the characters, especially Neil Armstrong, repeatedly. So... Yeah, no, I, I'm just... I, yeah, I don't know. I touched a little bit. You and I, you know, discussing this through our text messaging before we started recording. Uh, you know, I have a theory on it. Um, I don't know how true it is, but Neil Armstrong's daughter uh, dies pretty early in the film, and she had uh, brain cancer. And they were trying to do anything and everything they could to try and save her, and it just wasn't happening. And... For the little bit you knew Neil Armstrong before she passed, he seemed a lot more lively. He seemed a lot more talkative. He seemed a lot more extroverted. And then after her passing, he gets real emotional. And then that's pretty much the end of it. And so as I was pointing out to Mike here, one of my theories was that it's almost like when his daughter died, he kind of died at the same time on the inside. And that's why he was so introverted and just didn't show emotion, was always quick to the point, you know, because he had already had the most devastating thing ever happen to him in his his entire life. And he's not coming back from that. Yeah. That's just one of my theories. I don't know exactly if it was the next day or right away, but he seemed to go to work right quickly afterwards. And they were like... What are you doing here? Right. Um, yeah, I don't, and that I, was kind of sad. I don't know if it was the next day. Like it, it, it wasn't clear. But it was what was clear was that it was very quickly after the death of his daughter, and um, yeah, it was shocking to his coworkers that he was there. Yeah, and they point that out for sure. But anyways, that's just one of my theories that it's almost, you know, if, if that event in his life didn't happen, we might not have had the man that we had to take us to the moon. Yeah, I mean, oh, this, the to me, the craziest thing was the just about unstoppable role that they were in on uh, the Gemini mission. Uh, yeah, Gemini was, 8. Yeah. That was insane, dude. And it wasn't even just a roll. I think they were going uh, using the full three axes because it was like almost end over end and rolling at the same time. It was almost exactly what they were simulating uh, earlier on in the movie. Yeah, which is why I think they showed that in the, the beginning of the movie. But it was like a foreshadowing thing. You know, very good movie technique. But the... Yeah. Uh, Oh man, like that was so intense and like I won't lie, dude. You know me and motion sickness don't get along. I had to look away a lot uh, at certain parts in this film because of shit like that. Oh man, that was that was crazy. And then the the fact that um basically if it even if it wasn't quite as intense as the movie showed it, but I I'm pretty sure it was cuz this is all very well documented. Uh, any other pilot would have, we would have lost, we would have lost him. 
Well, yeah, and it shows that his co-pilot, or not co- I guess you'd well, say co-pilot. I think he was, a, I don't know if he was, it's like, I think Neil Armstrong was the commander, and I don't know what the other guy was. I mean, he was a, you know, they have their different roles or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, but he was a pilot, he's also a pilot in the world, I guess you would say. He's clearly a f- flight person as well, an airplane pilot or whatever of some kind. Because almost all the astronauts initially were. Yeah. Yeah. But he, as you see in the movie, he passes out. He's out. Oh, yeah. No. And he, Neil's sitting there fighting by himself. Yeah. Neil's there fighting by himself. And he's really only got, oh, I don't even know, like. He's probably only got a matter of seconds. This is one of those things, again, where he's. He makes the right move and he decides to do something that NASA would have never told him to do, which was like to burn off some fuel to do something that ends up affecting their mission, but saves their lives. So, right. You know, it's just, it's just crazy. And it's like, it it was his like pilot instinct and training that like got him through it. Like, it's just crazy. Because, like, he, yeah. he was just a good pilot. Yeah, not panicking, assessing the situation, doing what he could think of, even if it was the most outrageous thing, to try and get the spin to stop. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a question in one of the press conferences, and I'm sure this is, was actually the question, and he said, Neil, if you could take anything extra with you, or if you're taking anything w- with you, what would you take? And he's all, more fuel. Oh, yeah. And that was talking about the uh, Apollo 11 <laughs> uh, press conference. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually one of the things they I think they did do because um, one of the I was reading a little bit, you know, because both of us are space nerds, flight nerds, as you know, you pointed out earlier. The first Apollo land, the first moon landing mission, Apollo 11, um, I think they only spent like two and a half hours on the surface, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Two and a half. And hours. a lot of that is because they didn't know if the spacesuits were going to hold up to the temperatures. Oh. And so when they went back with other Apollos, they started extending it and extending it. The amount of time they spent on the surface. Whereas the very last Apollo mission, I think they spent like 22 hours and ended up bringing back, tons of moon rocks and things yeah versus the very first mission where it's like okay we got it check it out a little bit then get out of here be safe yeah and and that makes a lot of sense because it's like they were just inching along right every apollo mission was to do something further and like so when it came to apollo 11 it was like actually land but like apollo 10 was like Go to the moon and like slingshot back. So it's like yeah, make sure you can do the trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, it was just just building on each one. So it it actually makes quite a bit of sense. But yeah, I mean, you're like ah oh, man, only two and a half hours. But like, tsh, man, I, that must have been the most amazing two and a half hours. Oh yeah, I would think so. It still blows my mind that. uh just two missions later, Apollo 13, they're not even broadcasting the freaking launch and the moon landing or anything anymore because it's becoming routine. It's like, are you kidding me? We've only done this twice and the third one is routine. 
Are you high? <laughs> that 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 just that's so weird to me. Yeah, it's so weird well, to me. Well, well, what's weird to me is here we are in 2018 and we haven't been back. Oh, dude, don't even get me started on that. That was one of the biggest discussions I had after this because, as I was pointing out with the person that I went to the movie with, um, I have a smartwatch. It's not the world's best smartwatch. It's not an Apple watch. It's an Android one, but it I like it. It's a good smartwatch. And I was pointing out that the technology that is in this thing on my wrist is more technology, more advanced computer technology than what took us to the moon. It's on my wrist, and we have not been able to make it back. Yeah. Yeah. But again, a lot of that is kind of like uh, some of the thinking might be, okay, well, we've been there. We've done that. Why should we go back? There's nothing for us on the moon that we need. Well, then, okay, how come we haven't been to Mars yet? It's 2018. It's literally almost 50 years since we set foot on the moon. And we haven't gotten outside of our orbit since. Yeah, yeah. Ne- well, next a human, ne- a human has next it. year. It's fifty years, dude. Yeah, it's twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you don't want to know why I know that even more, but why? Uh, my parent, my parents were married in sixty nine. Oh, oh, okay. May of uh, sixty nine. Oh man, right, right before it happened. Wow. Okay. Um, yep. Well, yep, and that's one of the things is my mom was telling me, uh, fine, I'll spoil it, but that's who I went to the movie with, was my mom. Um, and it's real interesting seeing it. I wanted, I wish she would have been on here too with us, but uh, it was real interesting because she lived through this. You know, she watched it on TV. And one of the things is that um, right after my parents got married, they moved to uh, Florida and they were out there at a air force base my father was going through uh, officer training school and all that and he didn't even get to watch the moon landing he might have watched it on a base i don't know i haven't asked him but uh my mom had to watch the moon landing by herself because my dad was on the military base doing his thing yeah and she was just at home and so she was telling me you know vividly remembering watching it and things like that and how no one had ever seen anything like that before. And it was just so earth shattering and incredible. And it really made you feel proud to be an American and all kinds of stuff. So. Wow. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of neat to go with my mom to see this movie. Yeah, that's cool. So, all right, Mike, we can sit here and talk about this all night, but we are already coming up on, more than our half hour so uh we'll have to do another 10 minute one like last week's right yeah for the harvest horror fest yeah harvest horror fest will just be 10 minutes long (laughs) yes this movie was good yes it was fun okay bye (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry i don't i didn't have i mean i i said what i thought i could say i don't know man it was it was uh it's it's a lot harder to do it without anybody else to talk to well i'll sorry mike you're the one that wanted to do it, so I let you do it. I did. You could have done Dust Till Dawn, but I, I'm proud of you. You did it You did it on your own, and you did a fine job. I think. I don't know. I yeah. didn't listen to it. Yeah. Was I supposed to listen to it? No. Nah. Did you swear? Yeah, no. No, it's fine. Yeah, everything's okay. good. No, dude, I listened to it. It was short. Come on. I had to edit it. I had to make it sound good. 
So, uh, all right, Matt. So, uh, I guess we are definitely starting to run a little long, but uh, what do you give the first man? How many reels do I give the first man? Yes, yes. How many reels do you give the first man? I think this is definitely going to be a contender for movie of the year of 2018, at least for me, for sure. Uh, I might be a little biased. I love my airplanes. I love my space. I love everything that gets me off of this damn planet. So I might be a little biased, but maybe not. It was an incredible film. There was incredible acting. It was beautiful. It wasn't super crazy beautiful, but the cinematography was still outstanding. So I give First Man four and a half reels. Damn it, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm I'm going to give it four and a half reels as well. I I, uh, I really liked it, man. It was seriously. If this isn't in movie of the year and the Academy Awards, if it's not nominated, I would be extremely surprised. I know, I know. This director has been nominated and won. I, I think he won a couple times over. Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't win for La La Land, but he's he's most famously known for La La Land and Whiplash, which. I couldn't make it through La La Land, but Whiplash was freaking incredible. I loved Whiplash. Uh, La La Land was uh, also good for the people that uh, can make it through a musical. Uh, Sorry, dude. I tried. I tried. I couldn't do it. I tried. I enjoyed it. But this movie is on that level, if not higher. But again, I might be biased. Yeah, but it might be too early. I'm worried that... For whatever reason, the Academy just seems to, like, not see any movies until about November. So, I hope that it, it, it makes it on the radar. Uh, last year, I think there was an exception. There was a movie that came out in, in the summer. Oh, um, or, oh, uh, Get Out was in there. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, and that, Get, and out, that and was Get like, Out came out in the spring. Yeah, that came out in the spring. So, maybe, yeah. maybe they're going to... Maybe they're a little better now. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of times movies that are before the, the I don't know what you call, like awards season. Awards season, yeah, yeah. Are left behind. And that's too bad because we've had some really pretty decent films. We've also had some pretty freaking mediocre films, especially over the summer. But this film... You know, I don't want to say it's my film of the year yet, but for me personally, it's a contender. It's almost a perfect movie. Just those few little things I pointed out, but again, it would have made it possibly longer. If they would have added some of that, I probably would have given it a five. If they would have had a little bit about Mercury and they would have had some more about Apollo and they would have cut back on the family dynamic a little bit, I would have given it a five. Yeah, no, it it was great. But it's it's damn close. I love this movie. I will probably be buying this on Blu-ray when it comes out. Nice. Very nice. That's 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 really awesome. Yeah, I I want everyone to see this in the theater, uh if possible. Uh it's yeah, I just love space stuff and I would like people to understand more about space and I, I I just don't think people are as excited about space and 
it's it's delivered so many neat stuff for us like polarized sunglasses and titanium and all kinds of things there's so many awesome things that have come from our space research and development that are everyday things that i don't think people realize it's it's just amazing all right well there you have it folks go see this movie in the theaters i i think you definitely should just even if it's for the uh last 20 30 minutes of the actual moon landing and them flying in the rocket launch well the final rocket launch and everything it's just it's something else. It's uh, if I had an IMAX, I would pay to go see an IMAX for sure. Yeah. All right, so Mike, uh, you want to talk a little bit about your uh, Harvest Horror Fest coming up on Thursday? What well, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, do you want to talk? I I think we should talk about. Um, Oh, I just I, I lost it. The 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 one that we were gonna do the week before. Uh, your dust, your brains d- your d- brains is are hurting. Yeah, yeah. Dust till dawn. I think we should do dust till dawn. Yeah, that's um, what I was meant. That's what I was meaning. We we got to do dust till dawn. Yeah. We teased it before, and then you did your solo cast. Yeah. So let's so, let's do dust till dawn because that we need to do dust till dawn. Yep. The uh, Robert Rodriguez film. Yes. Starring George Clooney. And Quentin Tarantino. And Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah. And Danny Trejo and um, Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin and Selma Hayek. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Harvey we'll Keitel, look for that. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you... Harvey Keitel? I mean, come on. You can't forget Harvey Keitel. He's incredible. Yeah. So, all right, folks. I don't have anything else, Mike. Um, so why don't you go ahead and uh, close this up, take us out of here. Just make sure to tell your friends. Make sure to rate, review. Just, you know, we're trying to grow here, people. And if you don't tell people about our podcast, we won't grow. We can only do so much with our social media. Yeah, yeah, I, I echo those words. And, uh, you know, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.